bonjour, and welcome to The French Way, the podcast about French-inspired wellness for healthy living and sustainable weight loss. I'm Karen Gombo, your French-American host and certified weight loss coach. So grab a coffee and a croissant and let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this new episode. Today, I want to talk about navigating the holidays because we still have six weeks until the end of the year, and this is often a difficult time for a lot of people when it comes to food and health and getting to January 1st feeling fabulous, which is what I wish for all of you listening. And today I want to talk about both mindset and behaviors because for years, I personally started the year feeling bloated, lethargic. I could feel the sugar like pulsing through my body and inflamed all of that inflammation. And I generally felt like crap. And that went on for many, many years until I made some very basic changes. And a lot of it is based on common sense, but it's based on what I've observed here in France. And so that's one of the things that I want to start with today before I dive in to my top three subjects is talk a little bit about the French holidays, you know, what the culture is, what we do, and how that influences and influenced, I would say, the changes that I made to my health and wellness over the years. So I'm talking specifically about the 24th and the 25th, because keep in mind that I'm in France. So first of all, it's a very Catholic country. So those are very big holidays here. My family and my husband's family is Catholic. So I'm going to talk specifically about those two days. But also keep in mind that in France, we don't have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an American holiday. And even though I'm American and celebrate it once in a while with American friends, we don't have the day off. And it's just a completely different time period here. But there's still a lot that can be learned to apply both for Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving and all of the other holidays that exist, no matter your religious beliefs or not, during December and into the new year. So just to share a little bit about the 24th and the 25th. And so the 24th and the 25th are considered family holidays. So most people in France spend time with their families and their close family on those two days, whereas the 31st of December and January 1st is much more a friend's event. So on the 24th and the 25th, there's usually about 20 to 25 of us. My husband, who is French and has a big French family and several brothers and sisters, and they all have kids and their kids are starting to have kids. So there's quite a few of us but we still have a sit-down dinner on both the 24th and a sit-down lunch on the 25th. So let me start a little on the 24th, just so you can understand kind of what the mentality is around food. So we usually sit down around 9 p.m. and we'll have a drink. 
A drink is usually one glass of champagne and a munchie, but it is a very simple munchie because we know that there's actually going to be a big dinner. So usually just one glass of alcohol and a munchie. And we sit and we talk for probably an hour because that's what the holiday is about. It's about connection. Then we go and we'll we'll sit. Nothing in France, at least in my experience in my family, is done buffet style. Everything is always a sit-down meal. So there's always an appetizer, a main dish, cheese, and dessert. And there are some very rich holiday foods like smoked salmon, goose liver pate, and then the the cakes are usually, you know, there's a lot of butter and sugar. So, and we never consider that it's going to be light or a light dinner because there's also cheese. So, and everybody eats a little bit of all of those dishes. So you have the appetizer, main dish, cheese, and dessert. And like I said, we would have spent maybe an hour having a drink before dinner. And then we're going to spend probably another hour and a half to two hours at the table. And what's great about it is that time is not focused on the food. That time is focused on connecting and talking with those people around the table. Because most of the time we haven't seen each other for a while. I'm lucky enough to to have a family also that gets along very well. So we spend that time connecting. So we spend three to four hours at the table, but we're not eating the whole time. We take time to bring out the different dishes. We talk about the dishes. We talk about the ingredients. We talk about, you know, if we're having salmon, the smoked salmon, we talk about the kind of bread that's accompanying the smoked salmon. If we're having goose liver pate, so foie gras, we would talk about how it was cooked. You can cook it yourself. You can buy it cooked. There's so many different ways. So we sit and we compare and we talk about the food and the texture, and the flavors. There's a cheese platter, usually a very big cheese platter with probably 10 different cheeses, but people don't take 10 different cheeses. They'll take and sample maybe three and they're small slivers. And then finally there's dessert and there's usually two or three different desserts. And it's the same thing. Everybody might have one or two, but they take a small sliver. Because we also know that the next day is going to be Christmas Day, and there's a very big meal that day also. So during these three to four hours, what we're doing is we're not sitting there eating the whole time. We're connecting with the person next to us. We are talking about the food. We're talking about the preparation of the food. We're talking about how it was cooked. We talk about the dessert and what kind of chocolate was used, how long was it cooked. We talk about the texture, we talk about the sweetness. So it is a moment in France that is wonderful to share because we're sharing being together, being grateful for being together and sharing the love of food. But we're not sitting there and eating everything as fast as we can because we're all appreciating the moment and the food. 
So we usually finish probably around midnight, even later sometimes. Then we start again, start all over the next day. We usually start, we'll have lunch probably starts about two, maybe before lunch drinks. We'll start about one. And people are very reasonable if, you know, they'll have a drink before lunch or not at the table. Maybe they'll have a glass of wine. But again, it will be a full four-course meal, appetizer, main dish, cheese, and dessert. And we'll have the same conversations about the food that's on that table that we had the night before. And I think what's wonderful about this is that we're choosing to have what we want. We're choosing to eat something if we want to, we don't have to. So for example, I rarely eat cheese. Not that I don't love cheese, but I'm already full and I would prefer to save a little bit more space for dessert. And so French people auto-regulate like that. You know, they had a big meal the night before, so they're not going to eat a significant amount at lunch on that day. So I want to now share, I would say, these learnings of, you know, the love of food prep the love of connection, the love of, you know, the appreciation of what you're tasting. That's what the holidays here are about. And it's not about tasting absolutely everything. And it's not about overeating. And it's not about over drinking. It's really about connection. But it took me time to learn that because over the years, I wanted to taste everything. And, you know, there was a fear also of maybe there's, I'm never going to have this again, or, you know, I have to wait a year to have it. And so I used to overeat. And now I don't because I've learned to appreciate the food and the connection. So I wanted to share today some tips in terms of how to navigate parties, how to manage food pushers, so those people who are pushing food on you, and also how to put your needs front and center. Because there's a lot of, I think, good ideas and best practices that I've observed here in French culture that you can apply no matter where, because I absolutely want for you to feel great come January 1st, knowing that it is 100% possible for you. So when we talk specifically about navigating parties, so there's two different things for me. There's the mindset that goes into thinking about the parties and how you're going to act and how you're going to show up. And then there's some behaviors. And I would say those are kind of the tips and quick wins that I can suggest. So in terms of navigating parties, first of all, the first mindset tip that I have is thinking about your future self. How do you want to feel the next day? Think about that before you go to a party. So in the example of Christmas Eve that I just went through, I know that next day is Christmas and there's going to be more great food. And so I'm going into Christmas Eve already thinking about, you know, kind of what I want to sample, what I want to taste, what do I want to say no to? And maybe what do I want to have a second helping of? So I'm anticipating also that what do I want to do with that moment so that the next day I feel good so that also I'm not coming out of 
December 24th feeling stuffed. So first mindset tip in terms of navigating parties is think about your future self. And I also do it more long-term. So think about how you want to feel January 1st. And to feel great on January 1st, you know, I think of it as like a garden. And these next six weeks before January 1st, you are going to be planting and cultivating your garden. You know, there's a seed in the garden and it's all of those little things that are going to add up. It's the water, it's the soil, it's the fertilizer. It's the fact that you're, you're protecting your garden from wind or from bugs or, you know, anticipating things that could arise. And it's the same thing when it comes to navigating over the six weeks or eight weeks before January 1st. It's anticipating and it's making small tweaks so that come January 1st, you're feeling good. Okay, so the first thing is mindset. If you want to feel great January 1st, how do you think and how do you need to act and what are the choices that you need to make now? So being very intentional, when you go to a party, what do you want to do, not do, consume, not consume, okay? So it's really forward thinking. Now, I do have some hacks for parties that I would also like to suggest in terms of behaviors that you can put into place. So the first one is plan the week ahead. If you have several parties, decide which ones that you want to go to, decide which ones are maybe going to have fantastic foods that you want to be sure that you sample and others where maybe you're not going to have very much at all. And you're not even going to have a drink at that point in time. So plan ahead and think of things maybe holistically. You can also alternate between water and alcohol. I find this to be one of my best tips ever that my clients also love to put into place. Because if you're starting a party off with two huge glasses of water. Personally, for me, I put sparkling water in a wine glass. It feels festive. And having that before I get to a glass of wine, by the time I'm having my wine, you know, I've got something in my stomach. It's not going direct to my liver or direct to my head. So alternating between water and alcohol. If you're at a party where there's a buffet, I also suggest looking at everything on the buffet before choosing your food. Because a lot of times we start at the beginning and we we just start putting everything on our plate. And then we get to the end and there's like, oh gosh, I wish I'd you know saved room on my plate to have that. So we end up putting food on our plate that we don't really want and having to go back for seconds because finally something at the end of the buffet was what we really wanted. So look at all of the buffet and what's available before choosing. I suggest using a small plate and serving yourself once. As a rule, no matter what buffet I go to, whether it's a holidays or not, it's an appetizer plate and I just serve myself once. You can also offer to bring a healthy dish. If you are regularly invited to a party and you know that there's not a lot of healthy options, bring your own snack or bring your own dish. And I would suggest also in terms of navigating parties, instead of focusing on the food, because we tend to think about, oh, it's, you know, it's such amazing food and and look at all the options. And I focus on the people and I tell myself that I'm going to find five new people to socialize with or five new people to meet. 
but focusing on the people, I usually try to stand also very far away from the buffet and the bar and I'm connecting with the people. And that I would say is coming directly from a learning here in France. It's all about the connection. Don't make parties about the food. Okay, so that was my first topic in terms of navigating parties. Second topic is how to manage food pushers. So those people who either bring you food at your home or you're having a family gathering, you know, and it's your aunt who is is really insisting that you have something to eat or have seconds. So first thing to think about in terms of mindset, keep in mind that you cannot change what other people do. You cannot change how they act. You can't change what they say, but what you can control is how you think about what they're doing. And not only how you think about what they're doing, but how you want to react. So I wanted to give you some thoughts to practice when you are around food pushers. I'm in control of what I put in my body. No one else can force me to eat something I don't want to. I know they mean well, but my needs take precedent over their needs. Okay, we're always so afraid that we're going to disappoint the other person. But I would really like to insist upon the fact that you need to think about your needs and what your body needs. And that's why I, you know, coming back to my point I, I made a, a couple minutes ago, think about your future self. How do you want to feel come January 1st? You are responsible for your choices. So start thinking now ahead of time. I'm in control of what I put in my body. I know those people mean well, but my needs take precedent over their needs. Okay. Now, in terms of behaviors, say no, thank you. That's my first suggestion. My second suggestion is to say no, thank you. I've had enough. My third suggestion is say no, thank you. It's great, but I've had enough. And they will eventually understand that you don't want any more. And keep telling yourself, I'm important, my needs are important, and I want to feel great in my body. I want to feel fabulous tomorrow. And somebody who wants to feel fabulous is not going to eat to please someone else. My third topic of today that I wanted to, to manage is you know how to keep your needs front and center during this period that is crazy with everything going on, okay? First of all, your needs matter. You need to tell yourself that and you need to believe it. You are worth it. And if you are putting yourself first and if you are taking care of your needs, you're signaling to yourself and to other people that you matter, okay? So tips, schedule self-care. And I know that's a big word and we say it a lot, but just 15 minutes minimum of daily downtime that's quiet. What happens is is during this time of year, the cortisol is just pumping through our body because we are on screech constantly between planning, you know, the shopping, the planning, the parties, the planning, the invitations, planning trips, all of that your body and the cortisol is just pumping. 
And you need to regulate your nervous system and bring that cortisol level down. So I strongly suggest finding 15 minutes of quiet time daily just to sit, no phone, no TV, just lie on your bed, curl up in front of the fire, you know, listen to some soothing music, but schedule 15 minutes. I also suggest prioritizing movement. You know, I'm a big walker. I always suggest walking to my clients. Same thing. Your your self-care could be 15 minutes of walking after lunch or 15 minutes of walking in the middle of your morning to get some vitamin D. But some kind of movement, it doesn't have to be necessarily, you know, your your 45 or your 60-minute workout that you're doing regularly, but move your body because that's also sending a signal to yourself and to your brain and to others that you are important and your needs matter. And finally, I also, in terms of being sure that you're taking care of yourself, fuel your body with nutritious foods. Think about some nutritious meals in advance. Or if you're going to a party, ensure that there's a healthy option readily available. Because a lot of times we end up overeating because we're We've been fueling our body with junk and sugar and our body is craving food and craving nutrition. And that's often why we end up overeating is because our brain keeps signaling that feed me, I need food, I need nutrition. And we just overeat, overeat and it happens to be sugar. So try to get in a very nutritious meal fruits and veggies, lean protein, at least once a day. And finally, just say no and don't overschedule. Believe me, if you don't go to a party, people aren't going to miss you. They're usually working and obsessed about, you know, their own self and thinking about, you know, their self and what's going on. And if you're not there for once, it's fine. Just keep telling yourself, I matter, my needs matter, and I want to feel fabulous come January 1st. And I would strongly encourage you, if you want to deep dive into any of these topics with me, please reach out. I would love to talk about them with you, but practicing those mindset tips and just very small tweaking of your habits over the next few weeks is going to go a long way for feeling fabulous on January 1st. Have a fantastic holiday season. Thank you for listening and we'll talk soon, everybody. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, be sure to follow so that you don't miss any episodes. Au revoir et à bientôt.